I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, guys. It's Ollie here, and welcome back to the NUFC Blogcast. So... Yeah, it's just me for now on today's podcast as Ed's actually been at the game at Goodison Park and uh, he can't get on just now to, to record with me. But yeah, just a, a sort of immediate reaction to to the defeat at Everton. I mean, I think the first thing that's fair to say is it's fair to say we're massively hampered by injuries, we're massively hampered by fatigue. But in the same breath, it's also fair to say that we weren't at our best tonight. We were poor at both ends. We didn't win duels like we can. And, you know, not everything is just down to injuries and fatigue. I think I think the players deserve protection from too much criticism because I think the fact that the the sort of same ten outfield players have been forced to go again and again sort of every week over the past few weeks has been really sort of well, it's just been an awful situation with the injuries, hasn't it? It's pretty unprecedented to have sort of ten, eleven, twelve players out through either injury or suspension. So the fact we've had to call on the same group of outfield players in such a hectic spell it's been really really tough and obviously if we're going to credit them for how well they've done in that spell where we've obviously um, responded to that Bournemouth defeat by hammering Chelsea 4-1 we've got the the, the the draw in PSG which let's face it should have been a win and then we've then we've played Man United off the park and beat them 1-0 I mean those three results were brilliant and people said after all of those games how well we did to cope with all of the injuries the fatigue the suspensions all of those sort of things so I think a little bit like that Bournemouth game last month. I just wonder if things have caught up with us a little bit. But again, it's not just a case of looking at the injuries, looking at the fatigue and, and putting everything down to that. I think you can also say that we weren't good enough. And it's clear that there is a big difference between our home form and our away form. I mean, just a few stats for you here. I mean, there's a if if you did if you sort of made a Premier League table based on home form, Newcastle would sit third. So we've played eight games at home. We've won seven and we've lost just once, and that loss was obviously the freak, the freak uh, defeat against Liverpool when when they had ten men. So we'd be third in the table based on home form, based on away form, would be sixteenth in the table. So 
Yes, recently injuries, fatigue have been a massive problem, but I think it is fair to say that over the season we, we aren't the same team away from home and that is something Eddie Howe needs to get at the bottom of. Um, maybe, I mean, the atmosphere does carry us along at home. That definitely plays a part and obviously gives, Eddie Howe's often said, the players almost get a second a second wind at home and that gives them a lift. But um, I notice, I think it's also fair to say, away from home we don't seem to press with the same intensity. I don't know whether that's a way of a coping mechanism with the fatigue, with the injuries, I don't know. But I notice that all action style isn't quite there away from home. We're a little bit more passive. Um, but yeah, looking at our away form, obviously, Based on a based on a waveform alone, the Premier League table would be would have us in sixth dean. So there's only only actually Burnley, Luton, Nottingham Forest, and Sheffield United have have poorer uh, away records this season. So we've obviously we've won once away from home. We've beaten Sheffield United eight 0 We've got two all draws away at Wolves and West Ham, and then we've lost to to Brighton, to Man City, to Bournemouth, and then obviously to Everton. So, but yeah, going back to to the game at Everton, I think. I think it's fair to say it wasn't a 3-0 game. I mean, we made some bad errors. We missed chances. I thought we were poor in duels. Defensively, we were a little bit weak against a physical Everton team. But I don't think it was a 3-0 game. I mean, obviously, the late collapse in itself is a concern. But you've got two errors there from Trippier, who I thought looked tired and almost looked like a... Um, again, this isn't me calling Trippier out, because we all know how good keeping Trippier has been. But there's been times where I think we saw it at Bournemouth, we saw it away to Wolves, where he looked a little bit sort of like a player who needed a rest. And obviously, he's 33 now. He's been forced to play a lot of football in the league, in the Cup, in the uh, Champions League. So I don't know whether there's an element there of Kieran Trippier also maybe sort of being a player that could do with the rest. And, you know, with that in mind, some people have said, could Eddie Howe have brought on Lewis Hall, moved Livermore to right back and could sort of utilise the, the sort of one fit player on the bench we could actually bring on? aside from a bunch of youngsters and Matt Ritchie, Emil Kraft. So there's questions there whether how maybe could look to bring players, well, the few players he has at, at his disposal off the bench. But um, but yeah, I think we can't be too harsh on Trip. Yeah, yes, he's you know given the ball away so poorly for McNeil's goal and then he did it again for Decores and that's Costas. But we all know how good Trip has been for us since he signed. Um, you know, he's had a couple of off nights, especially away from home over the past month or two. But um but you know he's he's been such a good player for us that I don't think we should be jumping on that too much. But but yeah, it wasn't a three nil game. Um, there was a couple of chances in the game for Newcastle. Really, I mean there was there was a couple where Gordon, I think Gordon Rob Tarkovsky got in behind. Um, he fires his shot straight at Pickford. There was another moment where Isaac, who I thought was on the fringes of the game, had one moment down the left hand side where he, I think he burst past. I don't know who it was, but he then slipped a ball down the middle through to Gordon who just as you think he's going to pull the trigger and, and finish, he kind of fires high and wide. So I thought Gordon finishing was poor, but also maybe the occasion got him a little bit. He was getting booed every time he picked up the ball and he just looked a little bit hesitant. Normally, Gordon does everything quickly. He makes brilliant movements on and off the ball, uses his pace, he's really direct. But I thought he was quite flat. And again, is it slightly to do with the fatigue? Who knows? But I, I also think it's fair to say maybe the occasion got him a little bit. And uh, yeah, he wasn't his normal self, I thought. As I mentioned there, Isaac was on the fringe of things. I thought Almiron froze a little bit in the final third. There was one moment in the first half where Joe Linton slips him in and he takes one touch and he tries to get a shot away quickly after that, but it was straight at Pickford. And I think straight after Everton scored, um, there was one moment as well where Almiron had a chance to square it for Isaac and it was a poor final ball. And he had a header as well, I think, that he, that he glanced over, which obviously you don't expect Almiron to be... He's not known for being good in the air, but he, I think Almiron was, was sort of poor in the final third and... Um, at the back, I think as well, we maybe missed Botman's presence a little bit. I think 
Lascelles and Shaw struggled a little bit with with the physicality of Calvert Lewin, and then even better when he came on. Um, thought Shaw cut a bit of a frustrated figure. He, he had some decent moments, and but I thought he didn't cover himself in glory for the first goal, where he kind of signalled for Lascelles to track Calvert Lewin's run, and at that point he should then be taking responsibility of McNeil and closing him down, but he, he didn't do that, and obviously McNeil fires in, and then for their third goal, Shaw's kind of trying to play better offside. That sort of doesn't work. He, he gets done for pace and then gets sort of eased off the ball before Beto scores. So, yeah, it wasn't a good night for Shaw. Uh, obviously, a, a concern that Lascelles has had to go off with an injury as well. But from what I've just read from Eddie Howe, it sounds like Lascelles just has a, a dead leg, so it's nothing serious there. So that's that's a bit of a relief. But, um, but yeah, all round a bad night. Obviously, with this, there's been a bit of a sort of... Well, I'm not sure where the rivalry quite comes from, but there's a bit of a dislike between Newcastle fans and Everton. I know a lot of us want them to go down and... Um, <laughs> there's a lot on social media where there's the sort of dislike between the two fan bases, but so obviously losing three nil is a bit of a bit of a smack in the face. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a three nil game, but it was another concern in a way performance, and that's fair to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think one positive from the night, I think Lewis Miley didn't reach the heights he has at Man United, well against Man United, against Chelsea, against PSG, but again, I think in the circumstances, considering those around him were off. It wasn't the sort of typical Newcastle performance. I thought he still showed signs of a really quality player and that he looks after the ball well. He, he took a few chances on the ball in the first half in, in poor areas and, and had his pocket picked, but I think he covers the ground very well. For a player of his sort of height and size, I think it's impressive to see the way he keeps going and covers the ground. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's one of those where, just to sort of summarise, yes, we can look at injuries, yes, we can look at fatigue. Undoubtedly, they're catching up with us. It's obviously with this amount of injuries, it's always going to it's always going to be difficult. But when you've got Champions League to think about, an FA not an FA Cup, a Carabao Cup run to think about, the the festive schedule, which is notoriously known for uh, sort of playing games every three or four days, I think having this amount of injuries and this many games of football at a time where we're struggling um, to get to get sort of fit players together and get an outfield options available to allow Eddie Howe to rotate, it's just a bit of a perfect storm and. You know, we've done brilliantly since that Bournemouth defeat to come back, beat Chelsea, get that point against PSG and beat Man United. And I think, again, it's just caught up with us a little bit tonight. So, yes, his injuries, yes, his fatigue and those things are holding us back. Physically and mentally, probably, we're fatigued. But I think it is also fair to say that we're not the same team away from home. And uh, not only do we need to work on that, I think it's probably fair to say that the squad needs to sort of get a little bit stronger in January because... Yes, we will have a couple of players coming back soon from injury, but there's also a lot of players who I don't think will be back until the new year. I mean, you've got the likes of Elliot Anderson's had another scan. He's he's facing a few more, well, I think a, quite a few more weeks out. You've got the likes of Sandro Tonali's not back till till August with his, with his um, suspension for gambling. Nick Pope's four or five months out. So we're looking at April or May for him. I think Jacob Murphy, another dislocated shoulder. He's probably not going to be back till till around late January, maybe February. Uh, the same possibly for Dan Byrne, who's got a back problem. Uh, Callum Wilson, obviously, the hamstring problem. and There's been some talk that he could be back in training over the next week or two, but obviously that's an ongoing concern that he's got a hamstring problem. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, the likes of Sean Longstaff, Joe Willock, Sven Botman, I think those guys are edging closer. And there's also been some talk that Harvey Barnes could get back soon into training, although he's yet to train as things stand. So... So yeah, I just think it's really important now that Newcastle can get a few players back from injury. I think one thing we can always say about this Newcastle team is that we respond well from setbacks. I mean, you saw the way we responded to uh, 
to that defeat to um to Bournemouth a few weeks ago. We've obviously come back, beaten Chelsea, beaten Man United, and should have beaten PSG. So, so yeah, I think it's one of those times for Newcastle now where we just need to sort of yes, we need to have have some time to reflect on that. Hopefully, get some players back from injury and sort of over, hopefully rest and recover in the next few days ahead of the game to Spurs. But but yeah, there's definitely improvements that need to be made there away from home because you know it's quite telling that. Would be third in the table based on our home form, but would be sixteenth in the table based on our away form. So, so yeah, lots to think about. And then I guess going into Spurs on Sunday, uh, that massively applies, doesn't it? Because Spurs are a Spurs are a top four rival, who, you know, have generally been really good this season, but have had a little bit of a blip themselves. I think they've, I think they've lost four and drawn one of the last five league games. So, but yeah, I think we'll have a quick break break now, and then we'll, um, I'll be back to just do a quick preview of the Spurs game. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So just before we get to the, the Spurs game, which is obviously coming up uh, on Sunday, so there's very little rest time between, obviously, the defeat at Everton and the trip to Spurs this weekend. So Eddie Howe's been speaking to the press about Trippier, about the performance, and obviously our struggles in light of all the injuries. So he said Trippier has been absolutely magnificent since signing for the club, and it's been a catalyst for our success. Collectively, we were off our best today. The game was there for us to win in the second half. The first half was even, and we had them penned in in the second half. But we conceded the first goal, and it changed the momentum of the match. Frustrating and a chance missed. We have to be better, but yes, there are reasons behind every performance. We have struggled in our running. We don't have the ability to change the game. Um, I'm guessing by change the game, he means bring players off the bench and rotate and obviously bring on impact subs, because with so many of them obviously currently injured. Uh, so yeah, he continued by saying, that's just not there for us at the minute. It's a big miss. We have quality players that just aren't there for us at the minute. You can do it, as in, you can keep playing the same team for a short period of time. But the longer you do it, it becomes impossible. But I'm still disappointed. It was a missed opportunity for us, and I don't think we grabbed it. I have to call the performance as I see it. We weren't at our best. The beauty of football is that you have another game. We are desperate for help with players back, and hopefully that will happen. So yeah, I mean, that le- I guess that leads us nicely into the Spurs game on Sunday. That, and I think it's fair from how as well there to say that look, we are struggling. We can't, 
rotate the team. We can't even bring on many players from the bench to impact the game. I mean, let's just think about it. On a normal night there, if we're struggling at Everton, where Isaac's quiet and struggling again at the game, you could bring on Callum Wilson. Uh, Gordon's having an off night. You could bring on Harvey Barnes. You could bring on Jacob Murphy for Almiron. You could bring on, or even start more likely, Sandro Tonali in midfield, or have Elliot Anderson come on, or Joe Willick, or Sean Longstaff. I mean, the list's pretty endless, isn't it? There's so many players where had they been fit, they could have made an impact, not just off the bench, but they would have come into the team tonight. So it goes without saying that we're not only missing it, missing some quality players who would make a big impact at a, at a time where we really need the, all the extra bodies we can get with the, the sort of hectic schedule. But um, obviously the players who are there playing, they've done a brilliant job in, in how they've played against Chelsea, PSG, Man United. But just like that Bournemouth game last month, it does come a point where they run out of steam a little bit. And as I said before, it's partly to do with injuries, it's partly to do with fatigue, but it's also fair to say that it's not just that. We obviously have to get it right away from home, which which we haven't been. So and that was even before the injuries. So, But yeah, moving on to the Spurs game. I mean, the one positive from this sort of uh, busy spell of midweek fixtures, obviously um, you may have seen on Wednesday night, Man United beat Chelsea, so they moved back above us. Aston Villa, who are flying at the minute, beat Man City. So again, they've they've climbed further up the Premier League. Liverpool won again, beating, beating Sheffield United and Brighton won at home to Brentford so we were going into the Everton game kind of with a bit of catching up to do with Man United uh, Villa Liverpool all winning and Brighton also closing the gap behind us so it was a big it was a big game at Everton to try and keep, sort of keep pace with teams and obviously we missed that chance and that that then increases the importance of the, of the Spurs game I mean the one bonus from this this sort of um, period of midweek fixtures is that Spurs who played in the later kickoff uh, I think it was the quarter past eight kickoff on Thursday night they actually lost 2-1 at home to West Ham and that's actually as I mentioned before that's their fourth defeat in the last five games I think the only point they've picked up was that that draw at Man City over the weekend so the positive I guess from tonight is that Spurs didn't capitalize on our defeat and they, they've lost again so Spurs are actually only one point above us now in fifth um, so we obviously we go there yes we're hoping to have players back from injury yes sort of fatigue's a problem but Spurs are out of out of form under pressure after sort of making such a brilliant start but struggling recently so the, it's probably a good time to be playing Spurs let's be honest I mean they've got the likes of James Madison out injured we obviously all know about his quality uh, Mickey van der Ven the new centre-back they brought in he's looked brilliant for them and looks absolutely rapid but he he was one of several players who I think got injured in that 4-1 defeat at Chelsea um, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Bentenker the Uruguayan midfielder they had who was just back from injury I think he came back for the game against Aston Villa a week or two ago, but then he, he came off there with injury. So they've got a lot of players out. Like I say, Madison, Van der Ven, Benton Kerr, they're all big misses. And yeah, they lost 2-1. Despite taking the lead, they actually lost 2-1 at home to West Ham on Thursday night, shortly after we lost at Everton. So so yeah, Spurs are under pressure now. I mean, they had started the season brilliantly and Postacoglu was winning Premier League Manager of the Month awards consecutively. But their last three home games, they've... they've been beaten 4-1 off Chelsea, they've been beaten 2-1 by Villa and then 2-1 by West Ham and in between that they've they've lost away to Wolves and they've obviously got that one all draw away to Man City so so yeah one draw and four defeats in, in Tottenham's last five and it's a big game isn't it for both clubs on Sunday it's a 4.30 kick off I think it's on Sky Sports um, obviously these midweek fixtures have all been on Amazon but uh, but yeah the, the, the Sunday game, yes it is on Sky Sports I've just had a double check there so but um yeah, there's not much of a break, is there? We've got obviously we've got Friday and Saturday to recover, then we're then uh, we'll be back in back in London. It's obviously difficult to know whether the squad will be staying staying down or um, 
or going back to Newcastle and then obviously travelling to London on the Sunday, but probably probably doing the latter. But but yeah, big game for Newcastle to get back on track, but equally equally big for Spurs, who have obviously had a bit of a, a tricky spell recently. And um, and yeah, like like Newcastle, they're struggling with injuries. They, they haven't got quite the same injury crisis as us, but to be missing their best midfielder, their best creative player in Madison and their best centre-back in Van de Ven is, uh, is a big one for them. And obviously... Having lost to to West Ham again, they're under a bit of, under a bit of pressure now to respond. So, so yeah, big game on Sunday, and it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Really, with obviously Newcastle known for pressing and and Postecoglou's team known for playing out from the back at all costs and having a bit of a high line. So, I think it could be an entertaining game. Obviously, a lot will come down to the energy levels and whether we've got it in the tank to go again and respond to obviously the disappointment of Everton. But it's it's yeah, it's a big game, and just looking at the games this weekend and obviously the teams the teams around us. So. Man United play Bournemouth at home, so that's a winnable fixture for Man United. Obviously, I know Bournemouth have been on good form, but that's 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 one you'd probably expect Man United to win. Liverpool are away to Crystal Palace, who Palace have been in really bad form recently. Um, so that's a, a decent fixture again for Liverpool, who seem to be flying at the minute. Aston Villa, who I think have won 14 consecutive home games, which is crazy, really. They're, they're playing at home to Arsenal um, on Saturday night. And uh, Chelsea play away to Everton, so... So that's another. I know Chelsea lost to Man United in, in the week, but they're another team. Sort of if they can go on a run, who could maybe threaten us around that in and around those top six places. So, so yeah, they're the they're the sort of games that our sort of uh, top six rivals are playing at the weekend. But yeah, the weekend kind of ends with with Spurs Newcastle on the Sunday. So so yeah, I mean we'll obviously have to wait to see what Eddie Howe has to say on the injury front. He's obviously in those quotes I mentioned there. He was kind of hopeful. We're going well, he said we're desperate for for help and to get players back, and he's obviously hoping that happens soon. So, so yeah, fingers crossed. The likes of Sven Botman, Longstaff, Willock, I think they're the three closest to returning. But fingers crossed, maybe they can they can maybe train on the Friday or, or on the Saturday ahead of the game and maybe come back into the squad. Um, it's tough to say at the minute, isn't it? And he won't want to rush them back, but we really need we really do need a boost, don't we? Um, so yeah, so that's the situation really, and and uh, yeah, I think. Just to finish, really, I think there doesn't need to be an overreaction to the Everton defeat, personally. I think, yes, there's concerns about the away form. I think the errors were quite telling. It was There was a clear difference there between the sort of sort of uh, the way we play at home and the way we've played away from home lately. But I think, again, there are reasons to there are reasons behind that in terms of the fatigue, in terms of the injuries, and, and obviously how the home crowd gives us that boost at St. James's Park, whereas away from home... Um, you don't quite get that same boost and it maybe exposes you a little bit more. But uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, given the injuries, I think it's pretty promising that we're, we're still in with a chance of getting into the last 16 of the Champions League. I mean, if we beat if we beat Milan um, next week and the right result falls for us, when PSG go to Dortmund, we'll be through with the last 16 of the Champions League. We're in the quarterfinals of the Cup. And looking at the league, I mean, we're still... Um, I think we're still only four points from fourth and a point behind fifth. So... We're still in there. Yes, we need players back from in, from injury. Yes, we need to sort our away form, but I think there's no need to panic, really. And uh, as the players all, always seem to do, our backers to respond, and obviously hope, hopefully we do that at Spurs on Sunday. So, so yeah, that's all from me. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode, which I think will be a review of the Spurs game and a preview of Milan that should be coming up next Monday. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll chat to you on the next one.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.